I have a word in my spirit. You know, on January 2nd, the last time I was able to preach on Sunday morning, we talked about letting go of the weights and letting go of the cares of this life. And I think some things that we want to talk about today are two things. Number one, let the past go. And then number two, let the Holy Spirit guide you. Amen. If you want to go up in 2022, there are certain things that you need to let go of. And then there are certain things that you need to allow and and by the act of your will, allow the Spirit of God to guide you into every area of your life. So let's talk just briefly about letting the past go. Incidentally, it is Communion Sunday. Aren't you glad for that? Praise God. In Philippians, the third chapter, we're going to look at the Amplified. It says in verse 13, I do not consider, brethren, that I have captured and made it my own yet, but one thing I do, it is my one aspiration, forgetting. Now, the word forgetting there literally means no longer caring for. Amen? In other words, not allowing the weight of our past to slow us down in our future. Yesterday is gone. It's dead. It's history. It's a new day. Amen? So, no longer we are to forget what lies behind, and we are to strain forward to what lies ahead. As Sabrina so clearly put today, our best days are yet to come. Amen? Amen. Say, may good and great things lie ahead for us. Now, from the book of Isaiah, chapter 43, and verse 18 and verse 19, I understand that we don't have it in the Passion Translation, but if you would pull it up in the King James Version, we'll look at that. He said, remember not the former things, neither, neither consider the things of old. I like what the Passion says. It says, stop dwelling on the past. Many people are living in the past. But we are not to live in the past. We are to live in Him. We are to abide in Him and live for Him. So He tells us, don't even remember the former things. Another translation says, forget the former things. And do not dwell on the past. Now that word forget in the Hebrew is Z-A-K-A-R. I don't know how to pronounce it, but I'll try. Zakar. Sound good enough? But the word forget there literally means to not focus on or speak about the past. Don't focus on the past. Don't speak about the past. It also carries with it this thought. Do not recognize and just look in another direction. That's good counsel. Look in another direction. Look into the perfect law of liberty. Look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Look not back, but look forward and look unto Him. It goes on to say in verse 19 in Isaiah 43, Behold, I will do what kind of a thing? He said, now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness. Come on. And rivers in the desert. Now listen to this in the Passion. He says, I'm doing a brand new thing. Something unheard of. Even now, it sprouts and grows and matures. Do you not perceive it? 
I will make a way in the wilderness. So as we let these things go, then the next thing we do is found in Philippians 3. In the next verse, I believe it's verse uh, 14, he says, I press toward the goal. Jesus is the goal. The presence of God is the goal. Harvest is the goal. I'm pressing toward that. To win the supreme and heavenly prize to which God in Christ Jesus is calling us backward. No, he's calling us upward. It's time for the body of Christ to get on up. It's time for the body of Christ to arise. It's time for the body of the anointed one to be the body of the anointed one and heed to that upward call that is upon every one of us. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm going up. I'm going up in 2022. I'm not looking back. Praise God. I'm going up. Woo. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So forget and then press. And then in verse 15, so let those of us who are spiritually mature, full grown, have this mind and hold these convictions. And if any man, any respect, you have a different attitude of mind, God will make that clear to you. What this is saying to me and us is this. We need to believe and hold fast to this conviction that what lies ahead for us is good and great. Amen? Thank you, Lord. And so as you let go of the past, then take heed to what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to you. Because He has a lot of things to say to us. We need to allow or let the Holy Spirit guide us. He's a whole lot smarter than we are. Say with me, I'm going to let the Holy Ghost guide me. Now look at this in John chapter 16 and verse 13. He said, How be it when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into what? He will guide you into all the truth for your life for 2022. He's not going to speak of Himself, but whatever He hears, that shall He speak, and He will show us things to come. Put your hand over your heart and say, He's showing me things to come. And so God has a God-ordained plan and a God-ordained blueprint and a God-ordained blueprint and race for all of us. And so then it's up to us to find out what that is. To find it, amen, to follow it, and then to finish it. And the good news is this, we have a guide on the inside. He's a guide on the inside. He doesn't lead us from the outside in. He leads us from the inside out. Isn't that powerful? And when you are led by the Spirit of God, it can make all the difference in your life. I mean, it can make the difference between living and dying. It can make the difference between poverty or abundance. Between sickness or health, we must learn to be, we must learn to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Say this with me, I'm always in the right place. At the right time. Doing the right things. With the right people. Oh, hallelujah. 
And so our part then is to learn and train ourselves and develop, if you will, and cultivate the leading of the Spirit of God so that we can walk in His plans and walk in His purposes. I believe it's Kenneth E. Hagin that said this, and I quote, The reason that we as Spirit-filled believers continually miss it and make mistakes and fail is because our spirits, which should guide us, are kept locked away in prison, so to speak. Knowledge or intellect has taken the throne. And then I believe it was Brother Hagen that said this, any person who shuts his spirit away and never listens to it, because the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, becomes crippled in life and becomes an easy prey to selfish and designing people or becomes an easy prey to the enemy who walks about as a roaring lion. Somebody says, yeah, but I make my confessions every day that no evil shall befall me, neither shall any plague come down my dwelling. And that's good, and we encourage that. But at the same time, you need to be led by the Spirit of God. He may instruct you to take a different way home today. He may instruct you to cancel that trip. He may instruct you to cancel that flight. See, there's been a lot of people with positive faith confessions that have overridden the leaning of the Holy Spirit and have lost their lives. So yes, we stand on Psalm 91, but also we need to walk in the wisdom of God and follow the path that He clearly puts before us. Can you get that today? Amen. Here's another quote. The one who lets his spirit gain the mastery and influence him in critical times is the one who climbs to the top. That's you. That upward call. We're climbing to the top. We are Holy Spirit led. We are God of word fed. Amen. We're Holy Ghost taught and we've been blood bought. (coughs) Hallelujah. Now here's what Romans says. Now I'm, I, 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 I trust you're catching this today. Because I'm preaching a little bit quicker because you've got your mask on. But Romans 8.14 says this. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Sons of God, daughters of God, can and should expect to be led by the Spirit of God. We are not to be led by our feelings. We are not to be led by our emotions. We are not to be led by money or opportunities or other people's opinions. For heaven's sake, we are not to be head led. (coughs) He doesn't say as many as are led by the head, they're the sons of God. No, he says as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Have you discovered yet that the answers you need in life are not in your head, they are in your heart? And so we go to Proverbs 3 where he says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. That's where faith is. And that is the same place where he leads you. Both. So trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your head. Lean not to your own understanding. Instead, what are you going to do? We're going to acknowledge him. Verse 6. We're going to acknowledge that he knows a whole lot more than we do. 
We're going to acknowledge him that, praise God, he knows the beginning from the end, and he will, if we will trust him, he will guide us. See, what we don't want to do in life is exclude him. Well, I can do this. You know, I've done this before. You know, hey, all this stuff. That's stupidity. That's pride. But by acknowledging him, we're not excluding him. We are including him. Put your hand over your heart right now and pray this with me. Lord God, I acknowledge you in all my ways. Help me not to exclude you, but to include you in every area of my life. Now, when he directs you, you will end up in a good place. He's not going to lead you into tragedy. He's not going to lead you into destruction. He has redeemed your life from destruction. Oftentimes I'll pray, Lord, lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. What do you mean? You've already been delivered from evil. Yes, I know. But I live in a planet that is corrupt. And I live where temptation is everywhere. And I'm not so talking about physical temptations, but there's all sorts of temptations. So what I'll do is pray, Lord, by the Holy Spirit, lead me in the right path today. Lead me away from anything that would hinder my life or hinder my family's life or hinder the churches that we pastor's life. Amen. Oh, thank God for his word today. Amen. The answers are right here. You ever lost something and looked for it over and over again? Maybe you lost a file and you looked in your file cabinet once and then you looked later that day and then you looked later that night and the next day you looked again, you looked again, you looked again, you couldn't find it. What might you surmise? It's not in there. And that's what a lot of people are doing. They're living too much up here. Now God wants us to use our head but he doesn't want us to be led by our head. He wants to be led by the Spirit of God. I heard Pastor Tom say many, many years ago, it's time not to think, don't think, pray. That's a thought. Pray. Amen. Now go back to Romans chapter 8 and verse 16. Romans 8 verse 16. Now, it says here, the Spirit itself, now, He's a person, right? Third person of the Godhead. So I like to say it this way, the Spirit Himself. The Spirit Himself. He bears witness with our spirit that we are, what? He bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Now, the number one way I mean, 99.99% of the time, the number one way that God will lead us is by this inward witness. So he says, that's great, but what is it? What is the inward witness? Well, modern words for witness could be an intuition. It could be a hunch, an inward knowing, a drawing, a pull, a prompt, an impression, or a nudge. It's a perception. It's a perceiving. It's an unction that comes from the Holy One. And you have that unction. And I have that unction. 
It comes from the Spirit of God. It's a perception. It's an inward knowing. It's like a either a green light in the realm of the Spirit where it says, yeah, go for it, or it's kind of a red light which says, no, don't move. See, Paul had that over and over again. Paul was ministering to a man at Lystra. And at the, at the, at the, and he ministered the word of God. And the Bible says that after he had preached a while, Paul perceiving that that man had faith to be healed. How did he know that that man at Lystra had faith to be healed? He had it here. He perceived it on the inside. And then he pointed and said, stand up and walk. And he stood up and walked. There was another time where Paul was on his way to Egypt, and yet he was on a ship that another man owned. And he says, Sirs, I perceive that this trip is going to be with much hurt and with much damage, not only of the ship, but also of our lives. See, Paul had that on the inside of him. But they went on and, 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 and set sail, the Bible says that when the soft wind, the south wind blew, soft, uh, blew softly, they went and they paid the price. They should have listened to the Apostle Paul, but they did not. Oh, my brothers and sisters, it, prays, it pays to listen to the Spirit of God. Amen. It pays to listen to the Spirit of God. And you know, what it takes sometimes is just getting still before Him. And practicing the presence of God. Um, there is a place that is called the secret place. And in the Bakore di Stambre che Savarinesta Comande, and in the secret place, secrets are revealed. In the secret place, revelation comes forth. In the secret place, direction is given. It all begins in the secret place. Without it, without being in communion with the Holy Spirit, we cannot expect to be led by the Holy Spirit. And so I think that it's wise for us to remove those things out of our lives that are distracting us from that place in the presence of God. And oftentimes, it's our phone. Other times, it's our iPad. Or other times, it's just plain the cares of this life. You know, we are not to be led by likes and dislikes. We're not to be led by the dings of this life. Oh, ding, I have another message. Oh, I was praying, but I got to see this message. And you get on Facebook, and you see a person taking a picture of themselves eating a steak. Well, you know, thank God they had a steak. Wonderful, great. But them having a steak is not going to lead me into what I need to know for that day. It doesn't say as many as are led by their texts. It doesn't say as many as are led by their emails. It says as many as are <coughs> led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And so there is this place called secret. You can go anywhere from that place. But without Him, 
I can't do anything. I'll just be honest about it. Without being in the presence of God and practicing the presence of God, I can do no thing. But on the other hand, by cultivating and developing time with Him will position you not only to be led, but it will also empower you to pray more effectively. Oh, goodness. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. I was meditating recently and I got this in my heart concerning prayer. And uh, I believe it's good, a revelation. I just want to share it real quick with you. You know, sometimes we have our prayer lists. And like Brenda said about giving, it's easy to get into a ritual. You know, trying to get through our list. By the time you get through your list, by the time you get through all your confessions, you're worn out. Well, what does that tell you? That tells you the Holy Spirit is not necessarily attending your way in that regard. Now, I'm not saying throw your lists away, but be led by the Spirit of God in what to pray and how to pray. And in respect to this secret place, what the Lord just showed me is this. From that secret place, you can go anywhere in prayer. In other words, from His presence... His presence will take you where you need to go in prayer. That's what they call spirit-led prayer. Not head-led prayer. Spirit-led prayer comes out of cultivating communion with the Holy Ghost. And it's not hard to do. It's not difficult to do. I think that one of the easiest ways to get our mind off of ourselves and our mind off of our day and a mind off of our meetings and all the things that we need to decide for that day, the easiest way to get our mind off those things and on Him is simply through thanksgiving. Just giving a thanks. When you wake up in the morning, thank Him you had a good night's rest. Somebody says, yeah, but I only got four hours. Thank Him for the four hours. Thank Him. The Bible says, in everything give thanks. Now notice, for this is the will of God. If I'm not giving thanks, I'm out of the will of God. But if I'm giving thanks regularly and continually, come on somebody. I'm centered in the perfect will of God. Thanksgiving then becomes the door for more. It is the door for more revelation. It is the door for the the clarity of the leading of the Holy Spirit. Come on, let's just lift up our hands and give Him thanks for a few moments today. Glory to God. We give you thanks, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen, amen. 
you'll be able to perceive and pick up on the leadings of the Holy Spirit a lot easier if you'll spend time with Him. How do I spend time with Him? Well, you do it in worship. You can do it in the Word of God. Amen. Amen. Everyone say, I'm led by the inward witness in my heart. How many of you just had an inward witness that you just knew that you knew that you knew that that was the right decision to make? You just knew down in your knower. We've lived in the same home for 32 years? No, 34 years. We moved into our home in Union City in 1988, and it's now 2022. Got some pretty good wear out of that house. But I'll never forget the first time I went into that house. It's just like, hmm, that's it. We knew it. We'd been looking for other homes. It was time for us to purchase, thank God. And uh, walked into that home and just knew it in my heart. That, that, yep, that's it. That's right. Amen. I didn't hear an audible voice. I just knew in my heart that that was the right thing to do. That was the right purchase to make. Praise God. Remember driving down Hesperian Boulevard years ago when we were probably still at Wicks Boulevard or maybe over on Royal Avenue, looked at this building as drove by and thought, hmm, what was that hmm about? I couldn't pick it up at that time, but that hmm was really about the Spirit of God leading us into this place to purchase it to be a place of worship for the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. This will work for your business. This will work for your hiring. This will work for you looking for a spouse. Amen. I mean, let's be honest about it. Some guys aren't the right guys. And some ladies are not the right ladies. You want to make sure when you get married that you get the right one. Because the wrong one is wrong. This will help you in your career. Hallelujah. Mm, this is good today. This is good. So expect Him to lead you with a witness in every area of your life. A good friend of mine says this. One way we can describe the inward witness is to say that it almost seems like a giant magnet inside that gently pulls us in certain directions. It's a witness in our spirits. It may not make sense to our minds, but it's really clear in our spirit. Here's what Proverbs 20 verse 27 says. I want you to read it with me if you can talk. Ready, read. The spirit of man searching all the inward parts of the... The spirit of man. Say with me, I'm a spirit. I have a soul. And I live in a body. And the Holy Spirit leads me in my spirit. It is the candle of the Lord. I like what one person says. It's like a flashlight in you shining light on your path Ooh, glory to God it's a flashlight and you know what he'll do 
He'll give you enough light to take the first step. And as you take that step, you just keep holding on to the flashlight. You keep holding on to that communion with the Holy Spirit and he will lead you and guide you into step after step after step. Young's translation says, from Jehovah are the steps of man. Amen. And so he will always lead us in the right way and he will always lead us in line with his word. In Psalms 119 verse 105, it says, Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Verse 130 says this, The entrance of your word, what does it do? It gives light. So how then will a lamp help your feet? It will shine, showing you where to walk. It won't show you the entire path, but there'll be enough light for you to take the first step so that you can walk in it. Hallelujah. How many of you know that God has already given us everything we need? Everything we need to be led by Him. Now here's a truth that I want you to embrace today. Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 5. We're going to read it from the King James first and then we'll read it from the Amplified. It says, Counsel or wisdom or direction in the heart of man is like deep water. But a man of understanding shall what? (coughs) Draw it out. Now look at the Amplified version. It says here, Counsel in the heart of man is like water in what? In a deep well... But a man of understanding is going to draw it out. And so we see the example of deep water. Now, Brenda grew up on a farm and they had a pond down there. And I'll tell you right now, I would not drink out of that pond. Because they had water moccasins in that pond. And you don't, and if you're thirsty, don't drink out of a pond. It may have muck and junk and debris and algae and all sorts of stuff. But oh, if you can drink from a well. A well is deeper. And in that well, there is clean, clear, pure water. Hallelujah. So likewise, if you and I want good and clear counsel from God in our lives... We need to pull from deep down inside. A man of understanding can draw it out. One of the best ways I know to draw it out is to pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Holy Ghost. You know, if you're facing a decision this week, you don't know which way to go, just park. Park. And pray in the Holy Ghost. 15, 20 minutes. Pray in the Holy Ghost about 30 minutes. Pray in the Holy Ghost about an hour. Just pray in the Holy Ghost. And as you pray in the Holy Ghost, you're activating direction from the Holy Ghost. Woo, glory to God. Because when you're speaking in the Spirit, you're speaking divine secrets or supernatural mysteries. So call unto Him. Call unto Him. And He's going to show you great and mighty things that you may not even be aware of. 
Now, there's four things real quickly, and I'm doing really good. It's 11.15. There's four things really quickly I just want to share with you out of my heart. What are those things that we can do to make sure that we're positioned to follow God? Number one, real simple. We position ourselves to follow Him by pursuing His perfect will for our lives. And listen to this, in consecrating ourselves to it. I think in the body of Christ, we could probably use a little bit more consecration. You think maybe we could use a little bit more flesh put under? And a little bit more, Lord, thy perfect will be done in my life. I present my body as a living sacrifice unto God, which is my reasonable service. Today, I yield to your perfect will. Number two, walk closely with him. And we've talked about that already. We must not have a long distance relationship, but a heart to heart and a face to face with the Holy Spirit. And number three, this is very important. Make sure that you're walking in faith in respect to being led by the Holy Spirit. Never ever say, I can't hear from God. I just don't know what in the world we're going to do. I can't seem to hear from God. Folks, that's doubt and that is unbelief. And we must shut the door on any words contrary to God's word in regards to being led by the Spirit of God. Now, here's what you can say instead. And I want you to say this with me. I do follow the Good Shepherd. And I know His voice. And the voice of a stranger I will not follow. Here's another one. The Spirit of truth abides in me and teaches me all things. You guide me into all the truth. Therefore, I declare I have perfect knowledge of every situation and every circumstance that I come up against. For I have the wisdom of God. My sheep, Jesus said, hear my voice. I was so impressed the other night. I was watching Jesse Duplantis and Nancy Dufresne's church in Marietta during camp meeting. And Jesse was talking about just having conversations with Jesus. Just, just talk to him. You'll be amazed, folks. He talks back. And he talks your kind of language. Not the fall stuff, but the good stuff. He talks to us. He walks with us. It's just amazing. Ask Him questions. And expect an answer. Don't make it so difficult. I like what Jesse said. He wakes up in the morning. He says, good morning, Jesus. Jesus says, hi, Jesse. Amen. I like that. He's a friend. He's a friend Amen. that sticks closer than a brother. Amen. He's with you. He's for you. He's on the inside of you. Let him speak to you. 
and then expect him to do so. Amen. So get in faith. Get in faith. Position yourself to hear from the master. Amen. Amen. And then here's the last one. Eliminate the fear factor. Say this with me. God didn't give me a spirit of fear. But a power and love and a sound mind. Now, how many of you, don't raise your hand. You might want to just nod your head. But how many of you can admit that you've missed it before? If there's anybody that hasn't missed it before in this congregation, we're going to give an altar call for backsliding and liars. No, we've all missed the mark. Now, here's the thing about missing the mark. The devil will come along and try to convince you that you're a failure. You're not a failure. You failed to hit hit the mark, but you're not a failure. And then he'll bring the cloud of condemnation. You can't hear from God. You missed it over here and you missed it over there. There's something wrong with you. You're not super duper saint. You're just mediocre believer. The condemnation. And so fear then will get a hold of people who have missed the mark and they're afraid that they're going to miss it again. And here, I believe, is what the word of the Lord is. Don't get stuck doing nothing. Come on, somebody. Don't let fear paralyze you. Don't let COVID paralyze you. Don't let your past paralyze you. Be led, be filled, be blessed in the name of Jesus.